paid 260 euros for a pair of Crocs, man. Those shoes pretty much broke my foot. It's only going downhill from here. What up, guys? This is Josh. And this is Fobbs. And this is the Kickback Pod. Yo, 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 yo. We are back once again. The Kickback Pod. Back better than ever. I'm with my man Fobbs as usual. How are you doing, my man? Because um, it's we're getting into already June 1st now, summertime, man. Things are looking up. Things are looking good here in Berlin. Things are hot. Things are definitely heating up. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I am, I'm sitting here in my apartment and I have the um, electrical blinds shut all the way because the sun is pounding into the apartment and it's actually pretty warm, uh, which is a good thing. I'm not complaining. Um, it's been pretty terrible weather in Berlin for the last week or so. It's looking up, like you said, I am flying to Amsterdam on the weekend, which I'm super excited for, but how are you doing, man? Man's trying to flex the electric blinds. I see what you're doing there. Um, (laughs) I'm I'm doing good, man. I did I did a bit of uh, traveling myself uh, last week. I was in uh, in Lisbon uh, and also Madrid. Uh, it was it was pretty cool. Uh, the trip I, I was with some some friends of mine from from Toronto. Uh, the trip unfortunately got cut short, though. My my friends had a family emergency, uh, but I did manage to uh, get get a taste of both of those cities, Lisbon and Madrid. Never been there before. And, uh, I mean, of course, like I love the city, especially Lisbon. Damn. I really, really love that place. I think, I think that's going to be like my winter getaway once, you know, yeah. the shitty, the super shitty months, uh, happen in Berlin, like November to February when the weather turns super shit. I might just like, uh, go work from Lisbon for a bit. I, I, it's such a beautiful city, man. Um, and uh, also, like in Madrid, I definitely I, I went to a bunch of the sneaker stores, streetwear stores. Quite nice, man. They got Sebas Descalzo over there. Uh, they have Foot District. I, I checked out the Stussy store. Of course, I love any city that has a Stussy store. <laughs> um, it was which was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I, I I had a good time, but I I pretty much that exhausted all of my traveling like i won't be traveling now for for a while at least a couple more months so uh, but looking forward to uh summertime in berlin no doubt uh yeah, for sure have you been have you been keeping up with uh with nba though lately so i haven't watched any games live because they're all just way too late uh you know fobs has to go to bed at 10 p.m every night and I think the <laughs> games start at like 1 a.m here but I've been watching highlights every morning. That's kind of like my morning routine. I get up, go for a little walk. Then I sit down at my computer just before work starts, play a little Wordle, you know, get get the brain going, get the brain pumping, and then I watch NBA highlights. And I have to say, without having watched a full game, it's been a very, very, very entertaining playoffs. It's been an amazing playoffs, actually. Very unexpected playoffs. Uh, I would say, like, biggest surprise of the playoffs for me was um, Luka Doncic eliminating the the Suns. I don't yep. think anyone saw that coming, especially that Game 7 where he basically, the, the, the Mavericks basically manhandled the Suns in their home court, embarrassed the hell out of them. Chris Paul, he is a point fraud. I'm going to say that again. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Shots fired. <laughs> Not the point guard, man. The point fraud. I mean... He he's lost now seven game sevens in a row, seven game sevens in a row. So I don't know about point God, man. More like point fraud to me. But um, anyways, man, uh, I'm pretty excited about the finals. Like even though a lot of people are saying yo Boston's got no chance against the Warriors, I disagree. I think they have one hell of a head coach, a super smart head coach. He's gonna figure out some defensive scheme. He's gonna try to you know box up uh not not box up he's gonna try to like block out clay he's gonna try to maybe pull some crazy defenses on steph and somehow i could see boston making a series of it i think the series could even go seven no no way i like i agree with you that boston is slightly underrated the warriors are definitely the favorites don't get me wrong but boston has boston has a squad you know they got the two jays they got a good coach. Uh, they've built a very, very strong team, a young, hungry team that 
has been deep in the playoffs before. It's their first finals appearance, so it will be new territory for them, and I think it'll be too new for them. And the Warriors, they just have too much firepower. They've got Steph. If he's not hot, they've got Clay. If he's not hot, they've got Poole, you know? It's, it's literally the Pool Bros, the Splash Bros, whatever you want to call them. They're going to hit you from everywhere, and I think it'll be really hard for any team to keep up with them. I think, I'm going to say it, Warriors in six. Okay, no. I mean, that, that, that seems to be like the consensus uh, prediction by most of the basketball experts, Warriors in six. Yeah, I mean, I can see that too. You, you forgot to mention they also got Draymond Green and also my boy out of Toronto, Andrew Wiggins, man. You know, oh, yeah. I used to, dude, I used to literally go to Andrew Wiggins' high school games back in the day. He, he literally, crazy. he grew up in my neighborhood. I once actually bumped into him at a McDonald's and I, I, I literally went up to him like, bro, I've literally watched your games. I know who you are. And this was the year before he got drafted. I was like, bro, you're going to do big things in the NBA. I was kind of wrong about that in hindsight because <laughs> he's, he's been a bit of a bust. But Andrew Wiggins, man, shout out to Toronto's very own now in the NBA I mean, finals. He's, he's, he's making up for like lost time, I think. He had a couple of years where people were like, mm, yeah, it could be not, not, not a bust, but a disappointment. But he's, he's had some strong seasons, especially when Clay and Steph were both out injured. He was pretty much not carrying the Warriors, but one of their focal points. And I think he's found his role on a stacked team. He's definitely not a number one championship caliber option but yeah i know i know definitely be a third option yeah but you know when he got drafted people were saying he's the next lebron and all that so like that they were they were calling him like maple jordan right exactly (laughs) exactly man maple jordan (laughs) he had a shoe deal i even bought his adidas shoes uh i forgot what they were called man air wiggins or something i don't know but I (laughs) i had those shoes um but anyways man um, so let's let's move on. We, we, we've talked enough basketball. So um, there was a big uh, event that occurred, um, I guess, in the sneaker world, and you guys might have heard about this. So uh, Zade kicks—that's been the storyline going on in the sneaker world. He scammed a bunch of people, and uh, that topic kind of inspired our main discussion for today, which is how to be safe, basically, when buying sneakers, when selling sneakers, whether that be offline, whether that be online. We're just going to basically be giving you our tips. Uh, we've been, you know, both of us, me and Fobs, buying and selling sneakers online for years now. So just basically what we've learned along the way, I've been scammed before, you might have been scammed before too. So just kind of things to watch out for. Uh, we'll be kind of giving you guys our, our tips there. So I guess we're going to title this episode, how to avoid getting scammed when buying shoes. Let, let, let's call it that. Um, I think uh, it's going to be some very important uh, life lessons or not even life lessons, but just kind of talking from experience. Like you said, we've been buying and selling for a while. There have been some suspect or suspicious uh, situations in the past for sure. But um, before we get into that and before you kind of run down what happened with Zade Kicks, Let's talk about our pickups. I know you have a couple of really nice ones. So what no you doubt. pick up this week? Uh, and quickly, before we get into the pickups, the shout out, the fan shout out of the week. Uh, I actually don't know his name. I just know his YouTube handle. But he's been commenting on a bunch of my videos that he's a big fan of the pod. So shout out to ITMFL2046. Sorry, man. That's all I got. I don't know. I don't have. He doesn't have a name on YouTube. He just got this username, and he's been commenting on a bunch of my videos. So, shout out to you, man. Um, If you want to drop your name in the YouTube comments next time, we can even shout you out even better, I guess, on future episodes. But shout out to you. Uh, Let's move on to latest pickups. Yeah, bunch of pickups in the last couple of weeks. So I'll start it off with the Travis Scott Air Trainer One. Um, So. After not receiving any Travis sneakers for almost eight or nine months, the last sneaker I think that dropped was the 270s, I believe. Um, And that was like last summer. So Mm -hmm. after a pretty long hiatus, we get some Travis Scott sneakers and we get four of them, actually, two trainers and two pairs of Air Max ones. I was able to get the Air Trainer one in that uh, 
brown or wheat colorway uh, that was probably the sneaker i wanted the most out of this pack and i just went crazy on the raffles i ended up winning seven pairs of those air <laughs> trainer ones um yeah so that was that was pretty unexpected and um yeah so i, I mean i've already like sold um three or four of them so um i'm, I'm obviously going to sell the sell the rest but i am keeping one pair for myself because i actually really like the sneaker in person never really had a pair of air trainers before what i really liked about the shoe was very very comfortable on feet and it's definitely like the perfect type of uh, high performance type of shoe you got the strap on there so i tried you know tightening the strap just to see if it was just there for like as a gimmick or it actually had some functional purpose and it does work quite well like once you use the strap your feet feel really locked in so i'm going to be using this as my new gym shoe going forward you know just to flex on everyone at the gym because they you know you, you just got to flex whenever you get the opportunity so uh, i'm going to be rocking these i like these quite a lot i i believe you also won a raffle for the for the air trainers yeah so i got the air trainer one in the gray haze colorway and anyone who knows me anyone who's talked to me about sneakers before listened to me on this podcast knows that I am not Travis Scott's biggest fan. I am not the biggest fan of his reverse swoosh shenanigans. But I believe that the Travis Scott Nike Air Trainer one is his absolute best shoe to date. Hands down, not even close. No shoe comes close to this one, in my opinion. Wow. And um, I wish we I had like say, sound effects or something on this pod. Like, 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 a, a, like a siren, like burr, 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 hot take <laughs> alert. <laughs> Um, I mean, that's maybe something we can, we can uh, uh, build into the podcast going forward. But no, for real, I think these shoes are so great. The detail, they're packed with details. They are a very Travis Scott shoe, in my opinion, just because they're so rugged and rage ready, basically, which, you know, is his whole shtick, right? That he's, he's a rager. He kind of parties hard and, and his, his concerts and festivals are pretty crazy. Of course, the, the last one got a little bit too crazy, which has left a bit of a sour taste in many people's mouths. But I have to say, this shoe is amazing in hand. The details on it, the materials, it's got like some corduroy detailing and the gray haze colorway is just so fresh, so summery. It's the exact opposite of the one that you have, right? Yours is darker and I, I feel like it's definitely an year-round shoe, but it'll look amazing in these like fall and winter fits when you have like more earthy tones going on. And the gray haze, which is almost more of like a baby blue colorway, is amazing for the summer. So I'm super happy to get that pair. That pair actually does remind me quite a bit of the uh, Air Yeezy 2, that pure platinum colorway. Mm-hmm. It kind of, it's kind of got a similar shape and, 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 of course, like with the strap in the front. So I know you hate the reverse swoosh, so that's probably why you like this pair so much because it doesn't even have a swoosh. Um, it does, on, it does. On the inside, it's got a reverse swoosh. Oh, it's got a... Okay, but it's on the inside, so it's not like so visible or in your right. face, right? Okay. Exactly. Nice, nice. Okay, cool. So, um, so yeah, that was the first pickup. Second pickup, uh, a second or another pair of the protection pack. I got the Mirage Gray colorway, uh, which I think is probably the best colorway of the protection pack to drop this year. Plenty of colorways that have already dropped and some more on the way, but I do like this colorway a lot. It was based on the 1300 Japan colorway, that gray with the hits of blue mixed in there. Super, super nice pair of shoes. And I still think protection pack so far undefeated over the last two years i still don't think there's been another pair of sneakers that have surpassed the protection pack for me in the last two years still the best pairs of sneakers to drop and uh this mirage gray pair no different really like these and finally i also managed to cop myself the stussy air force one mids uh in that fossil colorway uh which for me was still the best colorway out of the trio of colorways that dropped there was a panda and a black colorway as well and um these actually aren't even reselling for a whole lot you can get them for pretty much retail right now on the on the uh, on StockX. and um, i think that's unjustified because uh they're very similar looking to the uh to the low top version which currently is going for anywhere between 400 to 500 on StockX. so meanwhile these pairs right here you can get them for around 150 
they look pretty much the same on feet especially if you wear like you know some like wider fitting pants that kind of just go on top of the shoe it kind of just looks like an air force one low if you do it that way and um i i like these man uh, they're not actually as premium as the low as the low top version because the inner lining of the shoe doesn't have that really soft premium leather that the low top version has it's just got like a like a hemp in uh, a hemp material inside the shoe as well so it's not as premium feeling but uh, i think if you're in the market for a pair of Stussies, i'd rather right now go with the air force one mids rather than spending 500 on the lows Damn, you're pushing the mid mid agenda on everyone. <laughs> sure. No, but uh, they're really nice. I like them too. I have the low tops in the same colorway and love that pair. I mean, it's just so fresh, different. The material, the Stussy accents and logos just kind of elevate that shoe beyond you know, regular generally Air Force Ones. So very nice pickup there. I have two more this week as well. A big week for me. Um, As you know, I don't really cop that much that often, but it seemed like a lot of stuff that I really, really liked dropped at the same time, and I was lucky enough to win raffles for them. So alongside the Travis Scott Nike Air Trainer 1 Gray Haze, I got a pair of the Yeezy Foam Runner Sulfurs, my first Yeezy Foam Runners. And to be honest, I wasn't sure what to expect. I'd seen a lot of, you know, foam runners in the wild before on other people i've seen them on instagram i've seen them you know online but i've never actually held one in hand i've never tried one on and i must say that i was a little bit surprised at how sturdy these shoes are i thought they were going to be you know like the morel um hydromox or the crocs that they were going to be a little bit more flimsy because they're that foam material but i find that they're almost more like a sneaker structurally than like a sandal, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. I know you have a few pairs. I know that you wear them with socks most of the time, right? I have to because I, I, I don't like that look, man, when, when you can like kind of see my toes, you know, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not. And, and also besides that, besides the visuals, um, when you wear them without socks, the, the back of the shoe really rubs up against your ankle and it hurts quite a bit. And a lot okay. of people have complained about this, so that's also part of the reason why I always wear them with socks. Okay, that's good to know, because I'm more of a no-socks kind of guy, so I'm going to try them without socks, especially when I'm in Italy in June. I'm uh, going to take them to the beach, but I might pack a couple of crew socks just in case I get blisters. That's a good point. Then my final pickup of the week, and probably my favorite of the three, I have to say, is the Hidden Solomon XT4 which arrived on Monday, so when you're listening to this two days ago, and I love, love, love the pop of green, the brown, the white upper, the little hidden logo. I know some people are going to be like, you know, why are brands collaborating with aggregators, but that's basically what Jown started as, and I think everything needs to evolve, right? In the beginning, there were collaborations with athletes. That's how you got the Air Jordan 1. Then you had musicians like Kanye or celebrities. And now, if something's hot and resonates with people and people subscribe to that and it has a lot of followers and has a lot of influence, then I don't see why an aggregator or a mood board can't collaborate with a brand, especially when the product is so on point like this one. I really, really like these. Yeah, those are those are hella nice too, and um, I, I also had the opportunity to cop them. I, I kind of uh, you know swerved because I saw the I saw the retail price, and then looked at the shipping costs, and then also assumed that there would be customs on top since it's coming from the states. And then I'm like, I don't know if I want to spend all that, so I kind of decided not to. But I do have my regrets because. This whole week, of course, Hidden New York has been doing nothing but reposting everyone who got that shoe on their on their feed. And I'm like, damn it, man. I really I really should have <laughs> got that pair. And also, like, I'm looking at what they're going for on the resale market. And I'm like, damn, even if I didn't want them, I could have just resold them, too. They're going for quite a lot. So, yeah, definitely have some regrets. But I'm glad you got a pair because I know how much you love that shoe. So, um, so yeah, man. Nice, it's man. Big, big week for you. 
Definitely. I'm a big week for both of us. And then the Solomon has got me hyped for more Solomon colorways. I had a few a few years ago. I wore them for a little bit and then I kind of got rid of them because I had them in the wrong size and they were a little bit too tight for me. So I sized up on this one actually and it fits perfectly. And I, I already showed you when you were here watching F1 what colorways I want to get. But I'm like, I've been on StockX all week just like looking at like older colorways and being like, okay, I'll, I'll put in a cheeky bit here and if somebody accepts it, um, because long gone are the days where you could get Solomon XT6s and XT4s on discount. I think in like 2017, 2018, I got like three pairs on 50% off. And I don't think that same anymore. Yeah, last year I got that safari, safari and khaki colorway, which is like brown at the top. And it's got like this berry or like pink outsole. And I managed to get that 30% off. I paid like 120, I think, for it. And like... I'm so glad I did that because I'm looking. I looked at that shoe on StockX right now. It's going for around 500, <laughs> which is Damn. which is nuts. So, yeah, man, it, it's it's pretty difficult to get Solomon's nowadays. So, uh, yeah, man, Solomon definitely definitely the hype has been building for that brand this year. So let's uh, let's let's move on to the um, well. We'll first start off with the quick news, quick recap on the whole Zade Kicks scenario. So Zade Kicks, I'll be honest, I never heard of the guy before this past weekend mainly because he operates pretty much just in North America. No one in Europe really knows about this guy. So I never heard of him. But uh, after looking into him and what his whole business was, it's actually pretty crazy. And, and I'm actually like blown away that so many people were like trusting this guy. Essentially, what this guy, his service was that basically months before a sneaker releases, so like eight, nine, ten months before a sneaker releases, he will offer people the chance to pre-order them and pre-order them for a pretty discounted price. Sometimes, actually a lot of times, even below the retail price of that shoe. For example, he was offering people the chance to buy the Cool Gray 11s for $150, right? And I know that sounds crazy because first of all, how is that possible? Second of all, why would you even do that? Because like, what's in it for you to be selling sneakers at a discount, right? So everyone kind of just assumed that this guy had like some backdoor connections or um, he was getting it somehow. Uh, turns out that at least for the first year or so, he was actually shipping out these shoes to people. And people were able to sell these shoes on StockX and they were being, you know, they were being authenticated. So a lot of people started to trust the guy. So then these people started, you know, to order more and more and place like even way bigger pre-orders. I've seen people on Reddit saying some people had like $750,000 worth of pre-orders with the guy uh, because they've had like good experiences with him in the past. And basically what happened is the guy just was a fraud. Um, he was essentially running some kind of sneaker Ponzi scheme and he never actually... Um, uh, ended up shipping a lot of the shoes that he had pre-orders for, and uh, now he's being investigated by the FBI. So there, it's gone pretty high up in the in the um, criminal investigation chain. And uh, of course, like the FBI has, uh, by the way, put out some kind of hotline or some kind of email address where anyone who was affected by this guy, they can write in, they can you know show their receipts, see how much they've spent, and hopefully get some of their money back. But this is just a crazy story, mainly because uh, from what I read too, um, you would you would basically pre-order these sneakers ten months in advance, and Zade would only send you the sneakers like two to three months after it actually got released, meaning okay. that meaning that your money is with this guy for pretty much a year until you actually get the kicks, right? Mm -hmm. So the whole the whole point of why you would do this is because first of all, you really must trust the guy. And second of all, you're hoping that the sneakers will sell for a lot more once they do release, right? I'm just, I just don't get it. Like, how could people fall for something like this? Because first of all, this is rule number one in life for me. If it's too good to be true, it probably isn't, or it probably is. Is that how the saying goes? Um, wh who would be in their right mind selling sneakers for under retail? And and also ten months in advance, like it's just, it's just like mind blowing to me that people thought this was real. Like, how could something like this possibly be real? I I, I, I agree. Like like you said, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. And 
at the very least, like sell it for retail. You know, he's why would he be taking a loss? And unless he, you assume that he's stealing this kind of stuff, right? Or getting it for free or for fifty, or like using a Nike employee discount. But I doubt that he could, even if he had an employee discount and was able to get shoes early. I highly doubt that Nike would let him use an employee discount on however many shoes, like 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 shoes, because we're talking about a lot of money here, right? Especially if one person, like you said, had 750K. I saw some other people on Twitter saying that they had like 10K, 5K, 25K, which is ridiculous amounts of money to just give someone for an entire year. Right. A whole year. Yeah. Just just based off of trust, man. So that's that's insane, man. That's 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 crazy. So now now he's most likely going to face a lot of criminal prosecution, which he obviously deserves. So we'll, we'll 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 follow that story, see what happens there, and I guess we'll use this to segue into what our main topic of this episode is, which is pretty much how to avoid getting scammed when buying sneakers. So uh, maybe you do you want to kick it off? Yeah. So we, like Josh said, we try to break this into two different sections. The first is how to be safe when buying and selling sneakers in person, which I'll walk you through, and then how to be safe when buying and selling online, which Josh will walk you guys through. I know that there's, or we both know that there's a lot that can be said on this topic. We are already pretty far into this episode, so we're going to try and sum up what we feel to be the most important points and things that we've done personally in the past of course we could you know this episode could be three four five hours long we could talk forever about this topic um but we kind of just want to get the basics down so i'll kick us off with buying and selling sneakers in person and i'm gonna start with before you even meet up make sure that the person actually has the sneakers that you want to buy from this person right make sure that you are going to meet a person who has what you want to buy and not something else, something similar, a fake, nothing at all. Um, and a good way to do this is to ask for tagged pictures and detailed pictures. When I was still on Facebook, a lot of times people would tag pictures with their name, their username, and the date and send them to you to verify that, yes, in fact, they have these shoes, they have them right now, and this is what you will be buying. Because you want to know exactly what you're buying before you make the effort to meet someone somewhere, right? And there's nothing worse than showing up and the person has something different or the shoe is not as described. That's why I always ask for detailed pictures. So that's when you're buying. When you're selling, before you even meet up, you should make sure that this person is serious and isn't going to either ghost you or try and do something else because... You, you can kind of get a feel for it, right? When you're chatting with someone online, whether it's through Grailed, through Instagram, however you have contact with this person, text message, you can kind of get a feel for, are they trustworthy? Are they, do they want this product that you are offering? Are they going to be on time? If, you know, they ghost you or they don't reply for hours on end and you're chasing them and you're saying, hey, let's meet here and they're being wishy-washy. I would say cut your losses, find someone else because I've been there, I've done that, I've gone to meetups and then had to wait like an hour and a half and it's that like sunk cost fallacy, right? Where you're, you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're like, damn, I've been waiting for 20 minutes. Okay, but if he comes now, then it's worth waiting an extra five minutes and then you wait another 20 minutes and you're like, damn, okay, but he has to be here in five minutes and then they just don't show up or they show up an hour and a half late and they string you along on text. They're like, yeah, 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 sorry, I got into the wrong uh, subway or I got into the wrong bus or my bus broke down, whatever. Um, so both sides, make sure that the person you are meeting is serious and either has what you are trying to buy or has the money to buy what you're trying to sell. Then if you want to go the extra mile, I would say, and don't take this the wrong way, but a little stalking never hurt anyone. So if you're on Facebook, on Instagram, you can check their account, check you know who they follow, who follows them. Maybe you have some mutual followers. Check for references, especially on Facebook groups. That's how I used to do it. You could post uh, on a group, a buying selling group and say, hey, uh, who has done business with me in the past? Please comment and tell me um, your experiences so that the other person can see that they are a legit person to deal with. You have to make sure that this seller or the buyer is reputable. 
And most experienced buyers and sellers have a lot of references that they can pull up when you ask. They usually have a post already that they've pinned or that they have the link to that they can send you. If anything feels off, I would always say better safe than sorry, pull the plug. Then once you are sure you want to meet this person, discuss all the details before you meet up. Make sure that there's no room for discussion or negotiation when you arrive because there's nothing worse than arriving and then someone is like, oh, you know what, like let's, you know, you, you agreed to $250 and then you arrive and the guy's like, mm, but I only brought 220 and you're like, okay, but we said 250 and honestly, I've walked away from deals where the person was trying to short me five euros because I was like, you know what? I can go sell this to someone else. I don't care about my wasted time. I mean, I do, but I don't really in that sense. I'll go home if you're not going to get me that extra five euros that we negotiated and agreed on in advance. So I would say discuss all the details before you meet up. It's better to be honest up front, especially when you're selling something. If there's a stain somewhere, a glue stain, maybe you've scuffed the midsole and that wasn't clearly visible in the pictures. It's always better to be upfront and honest about something than hope someone doesn't see something when you meet up because then if they see it and they think you're not trustworthy, they might walk away and then you lose all the money, right? So play with an open deck, play with an open card or an open hand better and make sure that they know that you mean business and that you want this transaction to go smoothly. Yeah, and, and just be upfront and communicate everything. Once you've got all of that settled, you can meet up. I would always meet up at a public place. I would, I'm very, maybe I'm a little bit too careful here, but I never tell someone my own address and I never have someone come here to pick up shoes. I never. always I always take my bike, I take the public transport a few stops and I say, hey, let's meet at this junction or let's meet in this city center near me or in the middle depending on where they live in your city right um because you don't want you know obviously if you trust the person all good if you've done business with them in the past then maybe you can give them your address or you can go to them but if you're unsure about the person or you're meeting them for the first time you don't really want it want them to know where you live i mean in general you don't really want strangers to know where you live right in when i used to live in new york i used to meet people at a bank because they had cameras and then also you could, if you're buying something at least, you could rock up there without any money and then take the money out at the ATM after you've checked the shoes, right? Because depending on what you're buying, sometimes it's a lot of money, right? And you don't wanna be walking around with all that cash. Maybe you can pay PayPal, right? But back in those days, a lot of people would want cash deals. So I would always meet at a bank, make sure that there were people there, it was not in the middle of the night, but during the day, and that you were somewhere you feel safe, but that isn't too busy because you're obviously there to make a deal. You have to talk to this person. You have to check the shoes. You have to count the money, exchange the goods. And if it's too busy, you, wanna, you, you can't really focus on the change over the handover. And you don't want to have to worry about you know, someone grabbing the shoes or whatever. So it needs to be somewhere where you can kind of stand off to the side for a while and just check the shoes, make sure everything's as advertised, check the money and then do the switch. I would say, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I really want to stress that third point, which is to meet at a public place. I know someone personally who was affected by this. He, uh, he was given a location on WhatsApp to meet, to meet the sellers. He was supposed to sell three pairs of shoes to this, to this seller. He goes to the, the, the dropped location on what the, the WhatsApp drop location. Turns out it was at the back of some pretty weird um, like parking lot or something like that. And uh, basically, he got jumped by three guys. And uh, they, they took all the shoes out of his car and uh, obviously left him with nothing. So it's, yeah, it's very important to meet at a public place, try to reduce any kind of potential, you know, robbery happening so make sure make sure if you're gonna try buy if you're gonna try selling or buying sneakers in person it's got to be at a public place definitely i when i was in new york as well i saw a lot of people would meet at police stations or just outside police stations because there's probably no safer spot to do the deal right police is coming and going they have cameras everywhere so you can meet on the street there and feel relatively safe i would say another layer of safety that you can 
take or another measure that you can take to make yourself feel a little bit safer is to take a friend with you if you feel that that helps. I wouldn't overdo it and show up with the whole squad. Otherwise, maybe you'll scare off the other guy, right? Like when I come to a meetup and then I see five dudes standing there, I'm like, okay, maybe I'm just going to pretend like I'm not me and walk past them, right? But if it's just one, two, maybe, yeah, one, two, maybe three guys and you have one or two friends with you, then everyone feels at ease. And I think it's, to rem- like, it's important to remember that the other guy is probably doing the same thing as you and, and worried about the same things as you because, you know, as Josh said, there are cases where people are scammed or mugged and we see it in the news all the time. But in my experience, 99% of the time, it's all good. And the person on the other side is just as worried as you are and just as nervous as you are. So just be friendly, meet up, you know, put their minds at ease and kind of chit-chat a little bit, talk about the shoes. You don't have to be their best friend or anything. But just, you know, make them feel at ease because then that helps you feel at ease as well. If you're at a sneaker convention, I would also recommend that you can get the sneakers legit checked by whatever platform is sponsoring the con. I, I know we've seen um, those reels on Instagram of the eBay legit check person smelling the shoes and like legit checking a shoe in 20 seconds. <laughs> whether, whether that person is actually legit checking it or not, it does look like they know what they're doing. And... I would say if there is a chance of getting the shoes legit checked, maybe there's a consignment store nearby or you, you know, if you're in New York, you can meet at flight club or something and get them legit checked there. Sometimes these stores will do that for you. Most of the time they won't because they want you to sell in their stores. But I mean, it's always an option. You can always ask people, you can bring a friend who is maybe knowledgeable about this sort of stuff. But I would say do everything possible to make yourself feel safe, but remember that on the other side, there's also someone who's probably nervous, probably hoping that they're not gonna get scammed too, and at the end of the day, everyone wants it to go smoothly. Just make sure that you do your homework beforehand and be as safe as possible because we do not want any of you or anyone getting mugged just for a pair of sneakers. That shit happens way too much, and it's, yeah, it's a shitty part of the culture, I would say. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, okay, so I, I mean, I, I'm going to talk a little bit about specifically buying and selling sneakers online. I'll first talk about selling sneakers online. So nowadays, most of us do sell our sneakers online using, of course, third-party marketplaces such as StockX or in Europe, we got Restocks, Collect, a bunch of others. Um, and my first bit of advice is that it is, in my opinion, always better to use one of these third parties instead of trying to sell the sneakers yourself. I know that, of course, you can make less money this way because these companies obviously take a big fee, in some cases 10% or more, but it reduces a lot of liability. And pretty much most of the scams that happen when selling sneakers online, you won't experience any of that when you try selling with these third-party affiliate websites Uh, i'll get into some of those scams a little bit later but uh, my personal preference and i I can speak as someone who sells sneakers here in europe um, i personally prefer to sell a lot of my stuff using restocks restocks is a pretty popular reselling platform here in europe and i personally use them because they have by far the best prices there compared to all the other um all the other um, marketplaces uh, followed by collect a relatively new one is called alias or alias uh, i use that one quite a lot as well and i would put stock x as at the very bottom for when it comes to my preferred websites to actually resell sneakers online that is because i've had a lot of bad experiences with them where they have said that a sneaker i've sold was either fake or um, not legit or and I, I just, first of all, I do not do that. I do not deal with fake sneakers at all. Everything I've ever sold online has always been authentic. So uh, StockX, clearly, I'm not, I'm not very confident in their authenticators personally based on experience. So, um, and also, they have by far like the worst prices out of all the other, other uh, platforms that I mentioned. So first rule of thumb, overall, it's better to use a third party just because it reduces your chances of getting scammed. And some of those scams that I'm going to mention right now, 
These mainly happen when you try to sell a sneaker yourself using, I don't know, um, eBay or using a local classifieds website. So first of all is the other guy will say, I did not receive the shoe. So that's one of the most common scams. The other person saying, hey, I never received the shoe. And how you avoid this scam is make sure you always do the transaction through PayPal and only ever ship it to the buyer's PayPal address, no matter what. No matter what excuse he has, like he might say, hey, uh, I used to live there with my girlfriend and now we're no longer together. So I'm at a different address. So can you send it to this new address? You tell him. I'm sorry, I'm sending it to your girl and I'm going to invite her to dinner afterwards. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's, just, that's just the way it is. Don't um, like only sell, send it to PayPal addresses because that way you're covered and that way you can easily show your tracking number to PayPal in case the case does get escalated. Um, yeah, so that's rule number one. Uh, some other scams that I've seen online is people claiming that they got sent fakes. So um, this is also why I prefer using third parties because the third party, uh, they will, you know, authenticate it. And once they authenticate it, all your liability is over. The rest of it is, the, is they're going to handle all of it, sending it to the seller and all of that. And they are assuring authenticity. So when you, when you get this, um, when you get this excuse from the buyer that, Hey, you sent me a fake, I want a refund. Once again, make sure that you keep all your receipts, everything that you've bought, um, whether it be from a retail store, whether it be from online, make sure you keep your receipts. So if this, if this um, case does get escalated, once again, you always have the proof to show. And uh, another common scam, and this is one that I've experienced myself, is uh, you sell a shoe and the buyer is saying, hey, I'm going to use PayPal, and then he sends you an basically a paypal screenshot so essentially like you'll get an email he'll tell and he'll really stress this email he'll say hey did you get that paypal email did you get that email from paypal that you got the money and you'll basically get an email which looks very it looks pretty much like it came from paypal it's got the same color uh and on the header it has the paypal logo and it'll be an email saying you have received whatever amount of money from whoever um this is a fake email. So this is a fake screenshot. Always, always actually log into your PayPal account and check whether you actually receive the money in your account because this is just a, a something this guy is doing on Photoshop. He's just changing the name, changing the amount, sending the screenshot. So it's completely a scam. So when you're dealing with these PayPal transactions, actually log into your account. Make sure you actually received the money. Don't believe emails don't believe screenshots the guy might say oh yeah don't worry i sent the i sent it i sent it haven't you got in the email i sent it no don't believe him until you actually see the money in your account and so so those are basically my tips when selling sneakers online wait now, just when, real quick yeah. so on that on that paypal i know paypal has its issues and sometimes people have horror stories where paypal freezes their money and stuff but i think it's worth stressing that paypal or any other PayPal-like product offers you so much security that you know you wouldn't have if you just dealt with a person directly and transferred money from bank to bank, right? And I've done this in the past where I've sold something to someone, they've paid via PayPal, and then they've sent me another address on like eBay or Craigslist or whatever, and they're like, hey, send it here. And I'm like, nah, I'm gonna send it to your PayPal address. And they're like, no, 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 I'm like, you know, they'll pull the girlfriend trick or they'll say, oh, that's my mom's PayPal. I just use my mom's PayPal, but I live here. And I've insisted that I've sent the money back and said, okay, then change the address on PayPal and then I'll send it to that address because I'm only ever sending. And I've gone back and forth with people and people have been annoyed about it. And some people have like, you know, not left bad reviews, but been like, why do you have to be so difficult? I'm not going to scam you. And again, 90% of the time they're not. But so much better to be safe than sorry, because if you don't send it to that PayPal address, PayPal will not cover you, and then you're screwed. Yeah, definitely. And 
in case you do feel like you got scammed on a PayPal transaction, just keep in mind that PayPal is pretty strict about their 180-day policy. So make sure you don't delay actually filing that case. Make sure you file that case as soon as possible because once the 180 days pass, PayPal is just basically going to auto-reject whatever claim you have. So yeah, just something to keep in mind. That's a good point because a lot of times as well, these people will send you a shoe, right? Or send you something and then be like, oh, it's been delayed or, oh, it couldn't get delivered. It got sent back to me and they'll try and delay it for as long as possible. And that's another scam where they'll try and delay it over the 180 days, which I mean, that's a long time. That's three months, right? No, that's six months. (laughs) That's six months. months. But, But that's exactly what's happening with that Zade kick scenario. Uh, basically people weren't even covered by paypal anymore because it's been like a year since they sent over the money so yeah so just uh something to watch out for so uh and, and then as far as buying sneakers online so um here's my personal thing that i do like uh based on experience so I don't buy very expensive sneakers from sneaker reselling platforms like StockX or whatever. It doesn't matter what the platform is. I personally have like a rule of thumb, like if it's more than 500 euros or so, uh, it, could, it could be even something even less than that. Uh, I tend not to buy them from these reselling platforms just because I'm not 100% trust, trusting of their authenticity uh, techniques. Uh, I know that the people who authenticate at these at these places, they're authenticating hundreds of sneakers per day. They're not spending too much time on each pair. And also, it's just basic like economics. Like the more expensive that a sneaker sells for in the resale market, the higher the chance that there's going to be people making fakes of that sneaker. Um, especially, and I'm going to stress these two brands specifically, Nikes, um, like Nike Dunks, and also Jordan 1s. And also Yeezys. So these sneakers, especially if you're going to buy like an expensive pair of these, I would not personally buy them from sneaker reselling platforms. There's a pretty decent chance, I think, that you would get a fake. I think you're pretty safe if you're going with like a New Balance pair because there's just not too many fakes of New Balance on the market. I know nowadays there's been some like 550 fakes, but it's quite difficult to fake like the 990s and 992s and all that. There's just not too many of those floating around. So you're okay when it comes to New Balance, but... Um, definitely Nikes and Yeezys. I wouldn't personally buy them online. So how do you get them, right? So let's say you want to buy some of these expensive shoes. What's the best place to get them? Um, It's really about buying them from trusted sellers. So here are some of the places you can do that. Every city usually has like a sneaker group uh, on Facebook, like a sneaker community on Facebook um, of, of like just local sneakerheads in that city and they'll be buying and selling from their own collection. And the good thing about using these Facebook sneaker groups is that all of these sellers are going to be basically um, repu- uh, their, their reputation is going to be built by people within the community. People within that community can vouch for them. So, so you've had already so many people who had experience dealing with these sellers. So I like to go the Facebook group route. Um, and then also if you're buying something off of eBay, eBay also, of course, has like the, the, uh, rating system. So each of the sellers will have plenty of reviews you can check. So you can make sure that these guys are legit. Um, also something I do if I'm not buying from like a platform like eBay, uh, I always ask for the receipt. So I want to see a receipt of where he got the sneaker from. Uh, so I know it's original. I know it's not fake. So I'll make sure you always ask for receipts. And nowadays, also a lot of uh, buying of sneakers happens on Instagram. And there's a ton of uh, very trusted Instagram sellers pretty much in every city. Uh, you just have to, you can actually just search up some of the hashtags on Instagram and you'll be able to find, you'll probably be able to find one in your city. And these guys too all of them will have plenty of reviews. You can click on their story highlights and you'll see other people who personally bought from them. So, they, so they've also built up quite a bit of trust within the sneaker community. So what's in common between all these um, different uh, ways of purchasing that I mentioned, so Facebook groups, uh, yeah, eBay sellers, Instagram sellers, is that all of these people will be vouched for by other people in the community who've had experience buying from them. And this is something I trust personally a lot more than StockX or any of these 
reselling platforms because I have no idea what their verification methods are, especially considering they have they have uh, failed to authenticate some of my authentic sneakers that I've sent them, and I and I know people are sending fakes to them that are getting authenticated. So um, yeah, uh, just a bit of advice for me when it comes to buying sneakers online. Yeah, I think all of those points are very, very valid. And I think there's no real place to avoid buying or selling sneakers. It's just a matter of doing your homework and making sure you feel comfortable and you know you know what you're getting yourself into. Of course, there are websites that seem suspicious. And if you're not sure that it's a real store, the website seems cheap, then don't go for it. I think my point here is when in doubt, pull the pull the pull the cord basically mm-hmm. don't go ahead with it always go for reputable reputable retailers reputable groups reputable sellers too that have their own uh, that they have their receipts they have reviews um, but that doesn't mean that you have to buy and sell like everyone else it's just a matter of doing your homework making sure you feel comfortable and have all of your boxes ticked whether you're paying with PayPal meeting someone in a public space, buying from reputable sellers on Instagram or Facebook, using verified reselling platforms. I think, yeah, what it comes down to is just making sure that you know what you're doing and are not getting scammed, basically. And and just simple rule of thumb to remember, and we said this at the start of the episode, if it looks too good to be true, it probably is. So if you see anyone selling a sneaker for a lot cheaper than what they sell for on the resale market um even if it's like you know 100 bucks cheaper 99 i would even forget 99 i would say 100 percent of the time that is either a fake or it is pretty much a scam or something like that because there's no way especially nowadays when sneaker reselling prices are so visible anyone can within a second find out what a sneaker resells for if you see someone selling it for a lot cheaper and it looks it doesn't even have to be a fishy website or anything it might be a nice looking website it might be a nice looking instagram but if the prices are way cheaper than what they're going for on the resale market 100 percent of the time that is going to be a scam no it's not your lucky day you didn't just happen to discover some guy who doesn't know what the real price is trust me he knows what the real price is he's hoping that you fall for it so uh, yeah just that's just a simple rule of thumb to remember words to live by um that wraps up that part of the episode let's jump into upcoming drops there are quite a lot of them it's very nike heavy I'll just run through a couple and then we can talk about maybe some of the top ones. So on June 3rd, we've got the Green Bean Nike Air Jordan 5 dropping. On June 3rd as well, we've got the Nike Air Jordan 2 Ama Manier, which is probably one of the bigger drops this week, would you say? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think uh, before that, uh, one that you missed, which is on June the 1st, which is today if you're listening to this episode, uh, the entire uh, Nike SB Fruit Pack will be dropping. There's four co- there's four shoes there, green apple, blue something, raspberry, and a pineapple dunk high. Uh, that's all going to be dropping on June 1st as well. So yep, yeah, just, are, just keep that in mind. Those are nice and colorful. Then you've got the University Red Nike Air Jordan 6 on June 4th. The Foam Runner Onyx on June 8th. Then Casina collaborated with nike on a pair of air max ones that are those are dropping on june 8th those are super nice i don't know if you've seen them yet josh but they are pretty yeah they're very very nice i'm looking at them right now yeah and then june 10th we've got tom Sachs and nike the general purpose shoe aka the boring shoe dropping june 10th same day eames and Reebok's classic leather pack is dropping and then we got a sneak peek at Ronnie Feig and Kith's New Balance 990 pack, which consists of the 990 V1, V2, V3, and V4, all in four different colorways. Some really nice colorways there, too. I think New Balance is going to have an even bigger year this year, especially with Aim Leondor, Teddy Santis, some of the collaborations we've already seen, and now these, super dope. Teddy Santis... Okay, like I'm going to say this right now, man. This might be very against what the 
sneaker community is saying but personally at least the drops so far i'm kind of disappointed in the whole teddy santis and new balance partnership um there was that marble head uh those three drops which i thought were okay like the the 990 v3 i wasn't really feeling any of those white ones uh there was a v2 and a v3 and now he's got like some 991s dropping which are re- which are retailing for an absurd price especially here in europe uh they're going for 300 euros in some countries i think it depends on the country in germany it was 295 um i'm not paying that i'm sorry i'm not paying 295 for a pair of 991s so that's a little ridiculous. bit yeah a little bit disappointed i would say overall I, I haven't been wowed by anything that teddy santis has done so far since he's got in this uh partnership with with new balance but that's that's just me um out of all these uh sneakers dropping um the one that okay and, and i've always had a beef with this with this person specifically tom Sachs. okay i don't get Damn, the hype you, you you heard it here first jd and tom Sachs are beefing i right don't now. i don't get the hype with any of these tom Sachs sneakers man all of his previous ones like what were they what were they called man the the mars yard right the mars, mars yard? yard yeah yeah mars yeah the yard. mars yard aka the payless special man like that sneaker looks like it belongs in the discount racks of every single payless man like those are just the most basic looking shoes like how what is so special about those shoes i have no i have no idea and now he's done something that i didn't even think was possible he's made an even more payless looking shoe man whatever this is this general purpose shoe i know that's the whole point it's supposed to be boring but i'm sorry man you're not fooling me this sneaker (laughs) this sneaker this sneaker sucks man like there's no other way to say it this general purpose shoe absolutely sucks like i'm giving it like a one out of ten man i don't know that's just me man it's it's not doing it it's not doing it for me I would say that the general purpose shoe is not my favorite for sure. I get the concept behind it and I like that Tom Sachs is doing something different to everyone else. You know, everyone's trying to make these pretty shoes that are hyped for whatever reason um, or bringing back classics. And Tom Sachs is just like, nah, I'm going to make a shoe that is just 100% utility, 100% general purpose, which I respect. Am I going to wear the shoe? Most likely not, although I do think it's better than you're you're saying or at least in my opinion i think it's not as bad as some people have said his mars yard shoes apart from the overshoe which was this crazy it was just a mars yard shoe with this blue plastic bag around it basically the rest of the shoes were actually pretty nice and they didn't change from version to version so for me they're all just kind of like one thing i don't get the crazy hype behind them it was probably because they were super super limited but, I mean, they have a Nike Free Soul, which is super classic, super comfortable. If I could, I would own them, probably. But, yeah, I think that's probably going to be the biggest drop of the next two weeks, unless the Kith New Balance, there's no release date for those yet. But I assume that since they've been teased, they will release in the next two to four weeks. Yeah, I think those or the Tom Sachs will probably be the biggest release of the next two weeks. The the Amamanir uh, 2s, uh, I'm... Uh, just just because they look almost identical to the ones in terms of colorway and materials i they should have maybe done something a little better like at least a little different there because it to me it's just kind of like a copy paste of the ones i am very intrigued however by all these rumors about a pair of jordan fours dropping the amamaniers i don't know if you saw some images there but those look heat so um yeah whenever those drop i'm gonna save my Amamanier budget for um for those fours i i probably will be passing on these twos but i mean overall pretty strong week i would say i mean we got these Amamaniers, we got some foam runners okay tom Sachs, i guess whoever is into tom Sachs, and uh yeah of course we got some new balance as well so yeah i mean strong couple of weeks definitely i think there's something out there for everyone which is cool i think after my haul these last couple weeks i'm gonna stay low there's some stuff in there that i would buy normally if i hadn't already bought three pairs of shoes but i think i'm good for now 
And I actually already, like, if there was only pretty much one shoe I was interested in over the next two weeks, and I actually already managed to win a raffle for it, that is uh, from that fruit pack, the pineapple dunk highs, the yellow Ooh. one. Dude, those are so nice, mainly because if you, if you know me, you know I am obsessed with pineapples. <laughs> like, I fucking love pineapples, man. I eat literally one pineapple, a whole pineapple, pretty much every two days. I'll buy a pineapple, chop it up, eat it up. Like, I love pineapples. So That's, that's pretty solid, man. I'm, I just find it a shame that it's a high. I would have preferred it as a low. Yeah, same, same. But, yeah, I, I did win a raffle for those at Civilist. I'm going to pick them up tomorrow. So, yeah, excited for that. Very nice. Congrats. Yeah, and that's uh, that's about it, man. Solid, solid episode. What was the time on this one? We, we're at, oh, wow, we're just right at an hour. So pretty much our usual. So we, I think we did a pretty good job. Um, and I hope you guys got some good tips there. And I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Shout out to everyone listening in on the pod every time we drop. Um, you guys are amazing, man. What can we say? Shout out to all of you. And uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Peace. Yo, see you in two weeks. Thanks. And Please, please, please leave your feedback. I know that last time's episode ruffled a couple feathers, I think it's fair to say, but it was nice talking to you about it, and we appreciate it, whether it's constructive, positive. Leave some five-star reviews if you wish. We appreciate the support. Thank you, guys, and see you in two weeks. Peace.